Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Saturday Manager, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Keep it simple, get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Saturday Manager. I'm Anthony DeLuca, manager of South Dulwich First Eleven. Um, hope everyone had a good weekend of football, those that did get to play and got the results they deserved. Unfortunately for us at South Dulwich, our game was off due to a waterlogged pitch. Um, I think the rain overnight killed us, basically. We heard from our groundsman at about 9.30 at the Griffin that, yeah, the game couldn't go ahead. So, yeah, let everyone know. And, yeah, Eden Park, we will probably see them in the new year now. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. But, unfortunately for us this week, there was no football. Um, So, this week, I have managed to convince one of the boys to come on for the podcast He's one of the lads that has been with the team for a few years now. Um, helps me massively with running the team. So, yeah, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, James Morse. Hello, sir. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you, mate? Yeah, very, very good. People have been telling me that I've had a face for radio for a while now, so happy uh, happy to be here. Finally fulfilled that dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for coming on, mate, first of all. Um, before we get into sort of all things... South Dulwich. I mean, it is related, obviously, a little bit. Um, just wanted to talk about what you do. Obviously, you are Mr. Warm-Up Extraordinaire, <laughs> um, which obviously comes from what you do for a living. So if you just want to tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so first of all, first off, I've played for South Dulwich probably about four years now, I reckon. Yeah. Anyone that's played us will know me as the short bearded centre mid that runs around like a bit of a headless chicken. Uh, but I'm also a strength and conditioning coach. So I run a small facility in Hearn Hill uh, where I work with athletes on a one-to-one basis. I also work with a couple of sports teams. Um, so I do a little bit with South Dulwich, but I also do a little bit of work with the Dulwich Hamlet women's team as well. Nice. So... How did you get into that side of things? Obviously, I know you went to university and did sports. So I did uh, sport and exercise science at university. I then came back from there and did a personal training qualification. Did that for a number of number of years. And then a couple of years ago, decided to go down the strength and conditioning route. Nice. So obviously, like I said, you lead the warm-ups for South Dulwich. Mm-hmm. Um, when you lead a warm-up, what are, you, what are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to get the players to do? Yeah, so I follow the ramp protocol generally, which is basically you raise the player's body temperature, heart rate and respiration rate. We then look at activating and mobilising. So can we mobilise key joints that are likely to be used during the game? Can we activate key muscles that will help us in the game? And then can we potentiate, which is basically a fancy way of saying, can we get the nervous system ready for the game? Nice. So obviously this is a a grassroots podcast, so not every listener or player would know about strength and conditioning. So if you just want to fill us in a little bit about what strength and conditioning entails. 
Yeah, good point. So, essentially, we're trying to improve the player's physical performance on the pitch. Uh, number one priority is probably, can we make them as resistant as possible to injury so that they can express themselves on match day or during training sessions? Yeah, I would say one thing about you is you are very rarely injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm quite robust. Uh, clubman of the year last year. Yeah, so there you go. And goal of the season, but we won't get onto that. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so number one, can we keep them as resistant as possible to injury? Number two is then, can we look to improve their physical performance by improving cardiovascular fitness levels? Can we make them stronger? Can we make them more powerful? Can we get them faster in all different directions? Um, yeah, obviously you mentioned at the start that you do some work with Dulwich Hamlet ladies team. Um, so yeah, firstly, how did you get into that? And then what, what's your sort of role within the team? Yeah, so our centre-back from last season, James Hinton, who sadly has retired... His friend Ryan Dempsey manages that team. Awesome guy. Uh, so thankfully, James was able to hook me up with a conversation with Ryan. And then I joined as a strength and conditioning coach off the back of that. So how often do you get to work with the players down there? Yeah, so they're a tier five um, women's football team, which means it's not professional. They train on Tuesday, Thursday evenings, and then it's match day on Sunday. I tend to go down for Thursday evening training and for Sunday's match day. So just to give our listeners an idea of what your role sort of entails, what's like a sort of standard setup on a Thursday for training and then what's the sort of setup on a match day on a Sunday? Yeah, so it varies in season and during the off season. So last off-season was a little bit broken up due to COVID um, and an extended season last season. But generally pre-season will follow a, uh, a route of some form of pre-season testing. We're then looking to improve the physical parameters that I spoke about previously, which is cardiovascular fitness, strength, power, speed, which is awesome in pre-season because you get a lot more time to focus on those things. Then in season, generally Thursday night training sessions, I will take a warm up. We'll play some sort of funny game to get people in the right sort of mindset for training. Often they've come from a long day of work. Then we'll do some form of drills that relate to those physical characteristics I just spoke about. Then they go into the kind of main ball work tactic section of training. And then we finish with a, a cool down, which I then take again. And then so on match day, what, what's your role? Yeah, so match day actually as a strength and conditioning coach isn't as intense um, as kind of training sessions. Generally, you're just there to make sure that the players are physically prepared for the game. And then the, the rest of the responsibilities really lies with manager, physio, assistant manager. So you lead the warm-ups at Dulwich Hamlet Ladies and you lead the warm-ups at South Dulwich. Yep. Be honest now. Who is better in the warm-ups? <laughs> uh, the professionalism at Dulwich Hamlet is so far above South Dulwich, it's hard to actually compare the two. Do you want to just uh, expand on that a little bit, please, mate? <laughs> so I'd say 
despite my diligence with the warm-up, uh, quite a lot of the warm-up is spent discussing uh, maybe the previous night out. There's or the night the, coming up. Or the night coming up. Or maybe a few of the players have turned up slightly late. Uh, it's, not, it's not quite the same. So it's, it's safe to say that the, uh, the Dulwich Hamlet ladies team take it a bit more seriously than uh, South Dulwich. Infinitely, yeah, <laughs> infinitely. So now we've sort of brought it back to South Dulwich, I think we'll go along the South Dulwich route. So like you mentioned earlier, you've been with the club for four years. Um, how did you get involved? So the club started as a group of, a group of friends that I was a part of. And if I remember rightly, you didn't come down at first. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the quality of the team and I thought, this is not me. No, that's not true at all. I actually, I just started personal training and I wanted to dedicate time to my business. And I was, if I'm honest, slightly worried about getting injured as well. But so I saw, I, I saw yeah, the, I the team was progressing and I thought, <laughs> I want a bit of this. I managed to convince you to come down eventually. Um, I think your first proper season was... Or when you first started getting into it was the season we won the cup. Is that right? Yeah. So you played in that cup final at Beckenham Town. Yeah, I believe I was subbed on for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> so in that time, um, if you just wanted to tell me maybe some of your personal highlights and then maybe talk about some highlights for the team in that time or particularly games you've enjoyed, moments... Yeah, so I think that first season I joined the cup final where quite a lot of people were watching. We ended up winning by quite a considerable margin, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, we won 6-0. 6-0, so that was, that was great. Uh, first bit of silverware. Last season, the end of season doubleheader against Eden Park, which I think you've spoken about previously, where I think they needed both wins to win the yeah, league. Yeah, there was a lot on the line and obviously... Um, we got a bit of, not bad history, but we've got a bit of history with Eden Park. So. We know them well. Yeah, it was quite a tasty game. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a top atmosphere. The fact that Agenda came to watch for that second game as well meant the atmosphere was, was yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they were supporting us at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and then for Ollie to get the winner in the fashion that he did in that, the, the second of the games uh, was a special, special moment. And then obviously... Last season, goal of the season, we've got a corner against, I think it's Farnborough Old Boys, it's cleared out, it's going back towards the halfway line if I remember correctly, <laughs> and I've absolutely rocketed it into top the top corner. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I've got to say, <laughs> it was a great, great finish, I couldn't quite believe who had hit it, <laughs> and when I realised it was you, yeah, Only I think that, made, that, that, thing, um, that it made it even more special that it was you. Because it was so unexpected. Yes, it's never a good sign when your whole team wants to celebrate wildly when you've scored a goal you're already 2-0 up in. Yeah, in yeah. game you're already 2-0 up in. So, yeah, now that was a great goal. Any moments you look back on which weren't so great or games you look back and thought, oh, I wish we had done that or I wish we had won that game? I can think of a couple from last season. I don't know if you were involved in them. Mm -hmm. But definitely... The away game at Groundhoppers near the end of the season. Yeah. And the home game to Rustlers. Yeah. Were two games where we had something to play for. They didn't really have anything to play for. And we were below par and didn't 
didn't get the three points. Yeah, get both games important to our second half of the season, if I remember correctly. And right near the end, yeah. Both of them, we were we were off pace. So yeah, was... I look back at those not very fondly, I can't lie. Um, but yeah, I think in your time as a South Dulwich player, it has been mostly positive. Yeah, no, agreed. I think two back-to-back promotions. And generally just the quality of the team has been going up and up and up since I started playing and it's a miracle I'm still a part of it but uh, yeah (laughs) this this season's been a little bit stop and start for us we had both our centre-backs retire at the end of last season yeah I mentioned I mentioned that in one of the previous pods we've had a few key players missing so I'm hoping post Christmas is when we're gonna come alive and yeah I think well I mean looking at the weather this week I can't see the game being on but you never know um, so yeah, hopefully we can sort of recharge our batteries over Christmas and come back and start picking up some more points. There's definitely been a couple of games where we haven't given the greatest account of ourselves. Mm. Um, whether that's due to sort of availability of players or just performances on a day. Um, so yeah, hopefully in the new year it will pick up for us. Now I'm going to ask you a few sort of fairly quick fire questions, but Feel free to sort of go in depth on some if you want to. Yeah, um, come on. Then. So it's a bit like um, if you remember teammates from Soccer AM. So I'm just going to fire some questions at you, and if you come back at me with the first name that comes to mind. Yeah. So we'll start nice. We'll go best player. I assume I can't nominate myself for these. Or I think it's safe. <laughs> I think it's safe to say you are not up for that one. Uh, Ollie, after last season's heroics. I think he, he has to be up there. He can do everything. He can play every position on the pitch as well. Yeah, he's won two player of the year, so I'm going to go Oli as well. Um, quickest player? Oh, quickest is a tough one, actually. I'm going to throw a few names out there. Brendan. Yeah. Insanely quick, but hates sprinting, which is a strange combination. <laughs> the young Ruben. I'm going to go Ruben. Very, very quick. Special mentions to a couple of previous players, Josh Burrows. Rapid, yeah. Gas. And an underrated top speed of Ben Davey, who once yeah. beat me on a race having not slept from the night before. Yeah, yeah. Long legs. Yeah. Um, slowest player. Don't look oh. at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're up there for certain, mate. There's probably a few of my fellow centre mids that are up there. Me, Noisy... Fisher, Claydon, none of which are particularly <laughs> clearing a lot of ground. I think I, I'll have to, I will actually have to go for myself, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I'd probably agree. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to, mate. But. Um, most skillful? Oh, I put Blake up there. Yeah, Blake definitely is in the conversation. Best da- pick? Dash. Dash, yeah, yeah, he could wriggle his way out of a paper bag. Um, Levy, Dan Levy. Dan Levy on his day. Best piece of skill I've seen this year was actually from newcomer Danny, home against, I oh, can't remember the team, they're a new team, and he nutmegged their centre mid twice. Yes, I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's a top player. Um, least skillful. Least skillful, I'm going to put myself up for that one. Yeah, There's a lot I... of hard work there, there's not a lot of skill. I don't think I've even seen you do a Cruyff turn, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Snap an ankle. Um, best passer of the ball. Oh, 
I know the first name that comes to mind. Joe Clayden. Joe Clayden, 100%. Yeah, the range of passing is, is phenomenal. There are a few games last season where we put him right back and every time he picked up the ball, he would just pick like it left Trent. wing. He was yeah. like, honestly, yeah. I was watching him the other day yeah. and he picked up the ball on our side of the pitch. He didn't even look up and he just pinged one across yeah. right onto the toe of someone across the side of the pitch. I thought, that's unreal. Yeah, it's magic to watch. Um, worst passer. Worst passer. <laughs> <laughs> that is I've got a couple of names Yeah go on You start, you start. Uh, Yourself <laughs> <laughs> No I'm not having that I'm not having that Pitsy Pits. Oh yeah Yeah borderline <laughs> Anyone else that comes to mind? Um, no that's a That's a really really tough one actually I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna have to leave that yourself. one Yeah I'm gonna have to Yeah I'm gonna have to um, team Joker. Team Joker. I'm actually going to give to Pitsy. Yeah, Pitsy's a good laugh. He's a uh, he's one of those characters that you want around the dressing room. He's gonna he's gonna lift people. Always um, good for a pint after the game. Always as well. good for a pint. Usually, maybe one before as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, team Hardnut. Oh fucking hell! There's one name that comes to mind. Else, he's not with us anymore. <laughs> Tarek. <laughs> Tarek. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Red Card. Yeah, I'd, I'd, you'd have to probably give it to him for he, record number of sendings off for the club. Oh, him? without a shadow of a doubt. Probably by a decent mark. Yeah. Do you know what? I'd say that's actually something we do miss this year is someone who is willing to get a bit stuck in. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. Although sometimes Tarek was very, very frustrating with what he did, mm-hmm. he was also quite useful on his day. On his day, one of the most effective players I think we've had. Yeah. Um, who is the worst in the warm-up, the worst trainer in pre-season? Oh. I'm going to give that to probably Brendan again, because he usually <laughs> he turns up late, kind of does his own thing half the time. I can think of a name. He, he does play for the seconds more now, but he, when he did play for us, Twino. Tw- oh, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Sam Twyman, that's 100%. The single worst uh, warm-up trainer <laughs> takes, takes all of it. it. Yeah, he was more. He was more interested um, in kind of fighting his other teammates than actually training. Training. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, who's the best trainer? Best in the warm-up. Obviously yourself. Yeah. Um, I put Marcus Hinton up there. Our captain. He committed. Is committed and professional. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Him and his brother were very good. Him and his brother yeah. are probably the people who've taken it the most seriously. Yeah. In terms of warm ups, being ready, being match ready. Yeah, his brother was getting on a bit, so he had to take the warm up very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, best finisher. Oh, this season I'm going to have to give it to Josh Gwilym. He Josh has, G, yeah, he the been, Yeah, he's been prolific in front of goal. Kish on his day, his left foot can be something special. Yeah. Ruben as well, something special. Dan Levy is the Dan. best hard finisher. So yeah. if it's a six-yard tapping, he'll miss it. But if it's a 35-yard <laughs> top bins, he'll put it in for you. Yeah, he'd have a phenomenal highlight reel, that man. And then... Crowd favourite as well. Crowd favourite. <laughs> Worst finisher, so who would you least la- like a chance to drop to in the box? Oh. That's another tough one. I am I am thinking back to someone in that game against Old Roan. 
ball gets squared to them, they haven't they've just hit it straight to keeper. Who was that? From right back. Pitt. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. And There's another... a lot of heart there, but finishing maybe not his forte. And another one I was thinking against AMG, Jack Fisher. Jack <laughs> Yeah. Someone slip, slipped it through to him and he looked like he had He'd never been there before. Yeah. Yeah. Nosebleed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, Absolute I'll, nosebleed. I'll, I'll give you that, yeah. Um then manager's nightmare. So when you think about when you've done it on the day, when I do it, who is the person who you can least rely on? Least rely on. The first um, name that comes to mind is Brendan Dash. Brendan, <laughs> he's, he's been in a few of these, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, in terms of is he going to turn up? When is he going to turn up? Definitely a bit of a headache. I'm going to also name someone who's been named a few times, which is Tarek, because during the game, you're never really sure what exactly he's going to do. Yeah, he done, He wasn't the best at taking instruction at times, Tarek, <laughs> in the game. Um, but yeah, Dash, we've seen him turn up at half-time and just get back in his car and leave. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was raining, wasn't it? He didn't fancy it. Didn't fancy it, yeah. no. Yeah, him and Tarek stand out as people who are tough to manage. <laughs> Um, and then on the flip side of that, teacher's pet. So who who can I rely on the most? Who's who's in my ear before the game? That's got to be me, sir. <laughs> it? It's definitely a good thing. Um, I think that's pretty much it. So just want to say a quick thank you, mate. No problem whatsoever. And then, yeah, hopefully, uh, like I said... See you on the pitch, if not this Saturday, in the new year, and we get back to winning ways. Looking forward to it. Nice one, mate. Just before you go, actually, if people want to find you on Insta, reach out, maybe for some S&C coaching, how can they find you, mate? Yeah, so I'm busiest on Instagram, so if you search for me, I'm under coach.morse, and you'll be able to find everything I do there. Nice one, mate. Now I'm just going to go back and look at my predictions from the Bromley and South London League for last week. See how I got on. Um, safe to say I got on pretty poorly again. Again, would have got zero points in the old Super 6. So just to go through what I went for, obviously I had three all in our game, which was postponed. I had West Bromley Albion... The Groundhoppers, I had Groundhoppers to win away 3-1. West Bromley with an upset, turning over the team top of the league on 1-0. Then I had Lewisham Project versus Nat West. I had Lewisham Project to win 2-1. They got beat 3-0 at home. Then I had Red Velvet A versus Bexley A. The closest I got in terms of results, I had 2-1 Red Velvet, it was 2-all. And then in the cup game I picked out, I had AFC Rangers to lose to AMG Ballers 2-0. Got that one wrong as well, it was 3-0 to AFC Rangers. So, yeah, they must be a pretty decent team. Again, I don't know anything about them, but any team that can beat AMG 3-0 must be half decent. Um... Now, to this week. Um, this week, Prem game I've picked out is 
AMG versus Bermondsey. So AMG look like they are in the hunt for the title. Bermondsey had a bit of a shaky start, but they've come into some form. Had a cracking win last week against Old Rhone, so that's going to be that's going to be a great game. Um, I am still going to back AMG at home. I think they'll just edge it three two. I'm going to go for. Um, then Dan in Div One, Eltham Town versus West Bromley Albion. Even though they upset the odds last week, West Bromley, I am going to back Eltham Town at home. Tough place to go. 2-1 Eltham Town I'm going to go for. Then Div 2, I've picked out Crofton versus TNS. Um, we have played TNS before, a few seasons ago. Um, I think they've come on a bit since then. They have gone fairly well so far. Crofton atop. Crofton, I believe, a completely new outfit from the team that was in the league a couple of years ago. So, yeah, they're going well. So I'm going to go Crofton 3-1 at home. I think, yeah, they'll be a bit too strong. Div 3... I've got leaders Shellsfield against Bexley. Shellsfield at home again. I think they're going to be too strong. I think they. I think in the end they might run away with that league. Going to go four one in that one for them. Then the cup game I've picked out is Farnborough Old Boys Guild third against Red Velvet A. Farnborough going well in Div 1. Red Velvet doing reasonably well in Div 3. But, I don't know, Red Velvet are one of them teams seem to show up on their day. We played Farnborough a couple of weeks ago. They are a good team, to be fair. I think Farnborough at home. Hmm... I'm going to go Farnborough 4-3. I think that would be a good game. I think Red Velvet will push them all the way. Um, so, yeah, that's my predictions for this week. Hopefully, I can finally get at least the correct result this week. So, yeah, don't let me down the teams I've backed. Um, that is it for this week. We are due to be playing West Wickham Albion this weekend. Um... Like I mentioned earlier, though, the weather forecast, again, is not looking great. Raining all week. Hopefully it, hopefully we can get it on, but I'm not holding out much hope. But if it is on, we'll be a good game. We beat them at home this season 4-0. I think that was probably, most people would agree on the team that that was our best performance of the season. So if we put in a similar performance, I'm confident of another three points. But we shall see on the day. That's it for this week. And hopefully you've enjoyed it. And tune in again next week. Cheers. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play. The simple app for next game availability.